Yeah, walk. Oh, pastry. Wow. Chair. Oh, chair. Wow. Yeah, chair from. Wow. Chairs. Wow. Let's give her a big clap. Yeah. Wow. Nobody else, no? You're all there. Uh, only say that. <laughs> Titus won't be coming back next week. You say not going to that church next week, sir? Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, just to bless your word and bless us as we dig deep into your word, Lord. Just allow your word to fill us and refresh us and anoint us. Lord, I really pray this morning for an anointing on every single word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, if you want to throw up that... Uh, Visual, can you boss? And turn me to Psalm 78. I really believe this is a is a, a prophetic word for us individually and corporately. And especially, the, I really feel this word is for, now listen to me, for the young people, but also for the old people, or older people. Do you know what I mean? Not just for one grouping, but for all of us in the room. And what I've titled is this, what type of legacy will you leave behind? What type of legacy will you leave behind? I just want to open with a quote. Give me two seconds for you, Billy Graham. Billy Graham says this, The greatest legacy you can pass on to one's child and grandchildren is not money or material things accumulate in one's life, but rather... A legacy of character and of faith. That's what Billy Graham said. The greatest legacy you can leave is a legacy of faith. Amen? There's nothing else to take from this earth. That's all you leave behind. Amen? So with that, turn me to Psalm 78, verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I'll open my mouth in, in a paradise. I'll utter dark sayings of all which, you, which we have heard and known. And our fathers have told us we will not hide them from their children. Now listen, this is the key verse. Telling to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them. That the generation that comes may know about how great God is. Let me just start off and say this. I'm a fourth generation Christian. Fourth generation. So I came to faith 20, 27, 8, 28 years ago. So I'm a fourth-generation Christian. But I am determined to make known how great God is to every generation. As long as I can breathe, as long as I am still able, I want to make known how great God is. I've seen how great God is. I've known how great God is. And actually, when you read forward in this psalm, God begins to rebuke Israel. 
by not telling the generations that came after that generation how great God was. And friend, I want to ask us this morning, it is our responsibility to make known to our children, to our grandchildren, to our great-great-grandchildren how great God is. It's interesting, surely touched on it this morning, about Moses. Moses, at the end of his days, he, he closes his life and he says, to, he says to Joshua, he said, make sure, now listen to what he says, make sure Israel know how great God was. Let them never forget what we saw and what we experienced. That's what he closed his life with. In other words, that I will leave a legacy, Joshua, about how great God was. How he took us from a place of slavery and brought us into a place of freedom. How he parted the Red Sea. How he gave us water when there's no water. How he gave us bread when there's no... How he gave us shoes when we had no shoes. How he looked at us for 40 years. Tell every generation how great God is. Tell every generation how wonderful he is. Tell every generation... How he is a God that works miracles. How tell every generation how he set us free. Friend, this morning, your testimony is a testimony of the wonder of God. Your testimony is a testimony of the miracle power of God. And it is a shame, or not a shame, it is a tragedy that we don't display or speak about how wonderful God is. You know, someone said something at the breakfast table this morning. Um, we're talking about the, 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 the Indian chap that was, feeding, uh, that was served. His name is Reddy. And I said, I wonder, is he ready to get saved? Straight away in my head, I want to tell him about how wonderful God is. I want to tell him how miraculous God is. I want to tell him how he'd be blessed if he knows God. I want to tell him straight away what God did in my life, how he changed me, how he set me free, how he healed me, how he freed me, how he liberated me, how he gave me a family, how he gave me children, how he gave me a home, how he gave me a job, how he gave me a church, how he helped me go around the world preaching the gospel. I want to tell everybody about this God. I want to tell everybody that even in the shop, I want to stop your woman serve me in the supermarket and tell her how wonderful God is, how amazing God is, how powerful God is. And when I'm standing in the queue, I want to drag your man that's putting the chopping in before me and tell him how wonderful God is. Why? Because I know how wonderful God is. I want to tell everybody on planet Earth how amazing God is. And I don't want to, I don't want to leave this life without anything else. But remember, that man wouldn't shut up about Jesus. I remember walking to the barbershop and they used to say, can you shut up telling everybody about Jesus? And I remember looking into the owner of the shop, I can't. And he looked at me and bewildered, he walked off. I can't. I remember years later, this... Drug addict used to come into the barber shop and he was so full of drug addiction. He, was dread he, used to, he couldn't even be able to sit in the chair. And I used to have to kneel down, cut his hair. And every time I get near the earlobe, I'd say, Jesus loves you, Paul. Jesus loves you, man. Years later, he knocked on my door. And I remember him because he had a scar all the way down his face. He said, you remember me? I said, absolutely, man. I remember telling you how Jesus loved you and how he could set you free. And he said to me, he set me free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
That's how wonderful God is. But here's the thing. Sure, he touched on it. In Genesis, now listen to me, get this. In Genesis, there's two family members. Abraham and Lot. Two men leave Haran, modern-day Iraq, and go into the promised land. Two men stand together, have a quarrel. One man says, I'm going this way. Abraham goes that way. Let's take Lot for two seconds. Lot goes in and he chooses to sit at Sodom. On the fringes of Sodom where it says the, the grass was lush and the pasture was lush. So Sodom or Lot decides to live down that direction. Then it says a couple of verses down after that verse in chapter 16. It says, then Lot begins to sit on the edge of the city. And then it goes down, then it says, Lot now is sitting in the city. And then it says, Lot now has become part of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, friends, your choices will determine your legacy. Your decisions determine your future. So here's Lot, he's sitting there, and out of nowhere, God even sends angels to him. And says, we're going to wipe out the whole city. You get your family, you get your, your wife and your children, and you go out of the city, and whatever you do, don't look behind and don't look back. We just want to get you out of the city. Lot tells his children, and he has four girls, and two of the girls stay with the husbands. They don't leave Sodom and Gomorrah. They get killed, and then Lot runs out, out of the city with his wife. His wife, his wife looks back. It's amazing that you look back at the disaster, and she dies. And then he's left with him and his two children. Now, here's an interesting fact that I never knew. I searched up the rabbi, uh, the Jewish Bible, and it says that when Lot had left, now listen to this, when Lot had left with his two children, Lot had an incestuous behavior. Now, I never knew this. And so he ends up in a place called Zoar. And his children get their father drunk and they sleep with him. And out of the two children come two tribes that would have a devastating effect in Israel for years. Out of one daughter would come out the tribe of Moab, which became the city, of Mo the city called the Moabites, where the Moabites came, who were the most incestuous depraved city on the face of the earth. The other tribe would come out, the other daughter called Ammon. And the Ammon tribe, the Ammonite tribe, would be a pain, it says actually, would be a pain in the neck to Israel for years until David deals with them. So out of this man's seed, of, out of his seed, he would cause a devastating effect on planet earth because of the choice and the decision he made. His legacy would be remembered even to this day of destruction and failure. And this is what I want to say. I don't believe it was God's intention for Lot to end up like that. I don't believe it was God's intention that Lot would end up sleeping with his children. I think God gave him a way out and he went a different way. He chose to go a different way that would cause pain and destruction for his life and for generations to come. Now this is what I want to say this morning. I don't believe that's God's intention for any generation. But just down the road, not far away from him, 
there's a man called Abraham that decides to go God's way. And out of his seed come Isaac and Jacob. But not just Isaac and Jacob, but every Christian on planet earth will be part of his legacy. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Because of one man's obedience and one man's great choice would come the seed of greatness to every single generation on planet earth. Hallelujah. Isaac, Jacob, and on it goes, all the way down to the blessing of God. God puts his blessing on Abraham, puts his blessing on his children and his grandchildren. And friend, let me tell you something. You are part of that heritage. Why? Because you belong to the seed of Abraham. What is that seed? That's the seed of obedience and that's the seed of a great legacy. So therefore, God wants you to leave a great legacy on planet Earth that when you get to heaven, they're singing praise God for that man, for that woman because he left a legacy of greatness and of faith on planet Earth. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say, I got, I got another quote here. Let me, let me say this quote. Oh, hallelujah. I'm full of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 If you're going to leave, live, leave a legacy and make a mark on the world that can't be erased. If you're going to leave a legacy, Daniel, let the world know. Not just Dublin. Let the planet know that God saved me and set me free and has done something powerful in my life. Giovanni, the same. You're 21 years of age, mate. Leave a legacy for God. They'll all do that junk out there. They'll all go down that direction, the direction of Lot. All that garbage. Leave a legacy as a 20-year-old man. Legacy. I'm a man of God. Change the world, son. Be a man that changes the world. Your generation can change the world. It is your time to change the world, son. Nathan, the same. Rianne, Ashley, all you young adults. Samuel, all you young adults. It is your time to change the world. Just when it was Abraham's time, it is your time to change the planet. Leave a mark on earth. Forget about the riches of money and of wealth and all those things that you can't take to the grave. The only thing you take to the grave is what you leave on earth. The mark of heaven that lasts forever, friend. We hunger for wealth. We hunger for houses. We hunger for cars. We hunger for education. But we take none of that to the, to the grave. Listen, I've done enough funerals in the last 27 years to realize all of that stuff is actually really empty. We don't remember that. We, Abraham didn't take all his cows and his cattle to heaven. No, no. He left a mark of seed of legacy on earth for us to understand the real understanding of God is this, friend, that God wants us to leave a legacy on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You go Lot's way, you leave a bad legacy. You go God's way, you leave a great, great legacy. Jordan was telling me the other day, There's a 19-year-old 19 19 young man in the Bible college room. 
He said, I've never met a young man like him. He gets up every day around 3.30, 4 o'clock to pray for the college. He goes on prayer walks every single day. He said he walked away from his university. He walked away from a good job. He felt God had called him to the Bible college. And he walked into CDS with not one penny. But believed that God would provide. And every month God provides supernaturally for his tuition. Jordan says, this young man is insatiable hunger for God. He said, I've never seen it in my life. He said he has a desire to serve God and leave a mark on earth for God. Friend, I want to ask you, I really want to ask you today. Is that what you want to do with your life? Do you want to leave a mark for God? Do you want to affect this generation? Do you want to reach into this generation and show them the wonders and the power of God? Do you want to sit with young kids and tell them how God can change their life? How God can liberate them? How God can free them? That they don't have to use cocaine or alcohol or sex or whatever. That God can actually do something amazing in their life. Your testimony is a powerful testimony. For a generation that is literally slipping, slipping into darkness. There is more children who are self-harming today than any other generation on planet Earth. Think about this. There's more kids taking drug, drugs today than any other generation. Yet the church is asleep. And I believe that this year, God wants us to reach that generation and show them the wonders of God and show them that God really exists. That God is real. That He changes people. That He affects people. Isn't it interesting, and this is my tour point, that when Jesus, you've got to get this, the Lord showed me this months ago, when Jesus decides to gather his people to change the planet, he chooses a group of men from the age of 16 to 24. A young generation to change the world. And he trains these men and then he sends them. And here's the thing that the Lord showed me was this. When Peter comes to Jesus, and by God, Jesus calls him. It says he leaves everything behind. Walks away from everything. And I, I want to clear this. Peter wasn't poor. Everyone has this perception that Peter was poor. He wasn't poor. He had his own business. He had his own company. He had people working for him. So Peter walks away from everything to leave a legacy that changes everybody. You see, he realized that all of that is material, but to do this is eternal. You see, a legacy of God is eternal. It lasts for generations. Now, I hope I say this with all respect, but Shifra and Deepa and and Boaz, and I'm trying to think who else, Felicia, you are all standing on someone's legacy called Ida Scudder. Without Ida Scudder, you probably wouldn't be here today. A small little lady of five foot two decides to go to India and serve God in the middle of India in the, in the early, late 1800s to the early 1900s. 55 years she spends in India serving the, 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 the nation of India, but not just serving the nation of India, but actually serving an eternal God that would have an eternal effect on planet Earth. And you're part of that legacy. 
So my challenge is to you, what will you do with that legacy now on planet Earth that you have received from someone else's willingness to obey the call that actually affects your life and your family and one day will affect your grand and great-great-great-grandchildren because of someone's desire to serve God when they actually didn't want to go there. See, Ida Scudder didn't want to go and serve in She wanted to stay in America, but she chose to follow God above what she felt. See, real legacy costs. Real legacy challenges you. But real legacy affects everybody else. Now, Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to close with this. And I never saw this before until the other day. Chapter 1, most people find it hard to read chapter 1 because it's the lineage of Jesus. Talks about the 14 generations and the 14 generations after. But when you actually stop and read them, you read all the people that had a huge effect on earth. You read Rahab, you read Boaz, you read David, you read Jonathan, you read all these wonderful men and women of God that serve God and follow the call that would leave a legacy right up to the moment of Jesus' birth. And the greatest name in there for me is this, is a young girl of 16 years of age. Her name is Mary. A poor young virgin. And an angel steps into her world and says this. Nathan says this. Oh, favored one. You should carry a seed of greatness. And from your womb will come the greatest man that ever walked on earth. The man that would change every generation. All because of a young girl willingness to obey the call. See, we don't think like that. Mary was called to carry Christ. Mary was called to carry the greatest legacy that would ever live on earth. That would change society. That would have a huge effect on planet earth. When we get to heaven, she will be there. Because she carried the seed of greatness. Well, I want to tell you this morning, your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. And beside your name is a seed called destiny and legacy. Beside your name there's four letters. C-L-L-L. Call. I have called you. I called you even before you were in your mother's womb. I formed you. I designed you. I perfected you. And I put you together in your mother's womb to serve me on planet Earth. It was by no accident that you got saved. It was by no accident that God impacted your world it was by no accident that God has provided for you all these years and it is by no accident that he wants you to leave a legacy 
A legacy for a generation that is crumbling in front of us. A legacy for people to know about the wonders of God in your world, in your family, in your marriage, in your home, and in your children. When we get to heaven, we don't bring any material things with us. We bring nothing of this earth. The only thing we bring is the seed of God that He gave to us at the moment of our salvation. You could say, I'm too busy for this. I'm too busy for that. I'm too... But you cannot say that when you stand in eternity. God can say to you, well, I was too busy. But I put aside my busyness. I put aside everything and I sent my son that you may know him, that you may see him, that you may experience him, that he may change your life and affect your life, that you may leave a legacy on planet My question is this, to all of us, leave a spiritual legacy in your family or leave no legacy at In Psalm 78, God says to Israel, Why did you not tell of my wonders? You saw them. You experienced them. They changed you. Why didn't you tell this generation? It's time for us to tell this generation. Let me share as I close about me. middle of last year I thought you know what I'm done I've been doing this for 25 years I felt I was dry empty just get to get to 65 and by God's grace come out and just return but someone phoned me around November and said something and I began to weep in the car and something set me free again. And God said to me, Go get this generation, son. And I have never felt this good spiritually for 20 years. I get up in the morning on fire. And I go to bed on fire for Jesus. Now I know my two, three nephews have affected me, Giovanni's affected me. But you know what? I've got one life to live. Let's live it. Him. Let's partner with Him. Let's go get this generation. Let's tell them how wonderful God is, how amazing He is, how incredible He is, how powerful He is, how He forms and does miracles, how He changes people, how He sets people free, how He liberates people, how He heals people, how He makes them whole. Let's tell this generation about his wonders, how he provided for you financially, how he provided you a home, how he provided you a car, how he provided you your shopping every week, how he healed your child and set you free. Tell this generation of the wonders of this great, great God.
follow the call don't listen to the voices of reason don't listen to the voices of doubt listen to one voice which says go into all Hallelujah. Let's play that song as we pray and close the meeting. Oh, as we play that song for me. Lord, we come before you humbly and say, Lord, you're a great God. You're an amazing God. You're a powerful God. Let this hotel know about your power. Let this city know about your wonder. Let our communities know about how great you are. We're calling on the God of Jacob, friend. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for all of us in the room that we will pick up the call. We will change the world and we'll leave a legacy for all. May your grace and your goodness bless us this week. We thank you for everyone in this room. I pray a blessing on all that have gathered today. Friend, go and leave a great legacy. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's have tea and fellowship. Amen.